Welcome to the American Truck Driver Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Polk, and you're listening to a special series called Dissecting a Decade, my journey of growth and understanding my value in the trucking industry. The 10 episodes in this series will cover the years 2008 to 2018 and will describe for you the ideas, plans, and decisions I made that led to success, failure, and restoration. It's now 2016. 2015 has ended badly. I uh, am in no doubt the worst shape that I've been in to this point uh, because even when I had the truck in 2013 that gave me so many problems, I had quite a large safety blanket around me that I didn't even realize. You know, Anderson was going to give me another truck. All I had to do was say the word. But now I'm at home. My truck's a couple hundred miles away. I'm pretty sure the motor's toast. I have no money. I've signed up for an online fundraiser that has brought in, you know, $2,500 or $3,000 in about a day. People really, really responded um, to our need. And, um, but I still didn't know what was going to happen. And I had asked, you know, I dropped the truck off on December 21st. And I'd asked the Freightliner dealer, I'm like, so when do you think you'll look at it? And he was like, man, not till after the first of the year. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's Christmas and then it's New Year's. So we're waiting. Uh, we're trying to figure out what our next move is. I, I still owe about $6,000 on the truck. Uh, I'm talking to Lone Mountain, you know, they're talking about, you know, taking the truck back and, you know, just trading me into a, a, a newer truck, different truck. But I, I just, I was so terrified of getting into uh, an emissions truck, uh, especially, you know, the only one that I could afford, which would be, you know, like a 2011 or a 2012. And uh, that just that just scared the crap out of me, and I was in no position to be any further terrified than I already was. So I think it was a couple of days after Christmas of 2015 that I get an email from the Freightliner dealer, and they said, "Yeah, you know, you you've you've dropped a liner, uh, blown the head gasket. Uh, the the engine's going to need a complete in frame, uh, and here's your estimate." Twenty-four thousand dollars, and uh, and I said, okay, um, well, we're done uh, because I, I, you know, I don't have twenty-four dollars, much less twenty-four thousand. So I wish I knew the exact date of this, but I got a message on Facebook from a guy that I, I'd never met. We'd been Facebook friends. Uh, coincidentally since 2011 and uh, he said hey I, I need you to call me and so I called him and he said hey we uh, we we saw your situation and uh, and we wanted to help um, so we'd like to pay for your motor and uh, you know when I picked myself up off the floor and got my wife's attention um, and I, I'm like, you, you wanna, you wanna do what? And he said, Yeah, we'd, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to pay for your engine, um, 
we're, we're going to give you a gift of two thousand dollars and uh you'll you'll just owe us twenty two thousand and you can you know pay us back and so um i i accepted um i i, I didn't know what to do with that then I, I still sometimes figure out how to how to process it even being you know a couple years removed from it happening um but you know and we weren't done there um you know a after we had received this unbelievably um un unexpected blessing um you know i'm at church on a wednesday night and my pastor's like hey you, you need to you need to you need to tell everybody about this this great thing that's happened and so i did i, I kind of told the story but what i didn't say as I was standing up there is, you know, hey, we've had a great blessing here, but, you know, I'm still about $2,500 shy of making the bills uh, by the time the truck is actually going to be completed. But I didn't say anything. I was, you know, I, I just kind of uh, communicated what had happened up to that point. So that's Wednesday. So on Thursday, my, my wife goes to the uh the fiddle lesson for my daughter and uh she comes back and she hands me an envelope and i i opened this envelope and it was from seattle washington and it was from a lady who uh knew my daughter's fiddle teacher and had uh said she enjoyed watching her play she'd seen videos online and inside this envelope were two $1,250 checks. And there we were. We were complete. Um, in a matter of about two weeks, we were given close to $30,000 uh, that we didn't ask for, uh, that we sure as hell didn't deserve um and it and it was a it was a it was a lesson in grace and it was a lesson in um in understanding um provision and and and, it, and it's, there's a lot of it i still don't understand you know i still don't believe that i deserved it um because i had i had done so many stupid things in a row um and, and I had been kind of brash and arrogant and, um, you know, and I dug this hole that I was in, but yet I was still receiving this, this gift. It's incomprehensible. About the second week of January, the truck is finished. I go up and I pick it up and I get a trailer and hit the road. Now at this point, my dedicated run has ended. Uh, they they changed the uh, they changed their deal around, and it's just something that wouldn't work for us anymore. And so I hit the road. Um, I started running the board, and unfortunately, I just didn't really understand how bad the market was. I uh, I was doing the best I could, but just my mind wasn't right, and I. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on what was missing. I knew how to book freight. 
I knew how to run, but there was there was just there was something wrong. And I don't know if it was be, because I I couldn't comprehend what had just happened or maybe I felt guilty um because of of everything that had happened. Um but it really weighed heavy on me and it, it and it just caused me to not to be able to see really um that the market wasn't great and that's probably had you know had a lot to do with the struggle but i just i just wasn't seeing clearly and i was i was going out and i was running hard um but i wasn't making any traction and so in june i uh I reached out to my best friend and I said, "Hey, what do you think about running team?" And I thought, you know, well, I could I could put him on the truck and you know we could try to find some some team freight and maybe we could boost the truck's revenue that way and pay him a percentage. So uh, he got on the truck with me and uh, and it was a lot of fun. We got along really well. Um, we we. Uh, we did a good job, but we both had some stuff going on in our personal lives that was really making it difficult to, uh, you know, to, to do this well. And uh, we, we did it for, for two or three months, and, it, and you know, we saw that um, if it was just about he and I, uh, we would have been fine. But, you know, existential circumstances, uh, things going on at home for both of us. And, um, you know, we had to we had to bring that to a close. Um, And then, you know, September comes and the there's a death in the family. And I I don't know, I can't even begin to describe the mental state that I was in. I guess it's just what happens when you when you take on too much and you don't know you, you just I don't know uh, maybe I need some sonic, some kind of psychologist to dig into my brain and try to explain it but I just felt lost and and I think I felt guilty that I felt lost because why would I be given this gift uh, and and to have this person that I don't know pay for my engine and there's something wrong with me and I can't capitalize on it I can't make money I can't I can't operate the truck there's 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 something horribly horribly wrong so Um, At the end of October, I decided that I was going to park the truck and sell it. And I would take the proceeds. I had paid the truck off by this point. So, you know, I I was free and clear. And I thought, you know what, I'm, you know, I appreciate uh, the blessing. I appreciate the gift. Um, But, you know, I am, uh, I guess maybe I felt like, um, I, uh, I, you know, undeserving, but also that I had I had gone too far and I had made too many mistakes that I could that I could ever come back from it. 
And so I thought, you know what, I'm going to put the truck up for sale. I'm going to give this guy his money back, and uh, I'm just I'm just going to quit. And um, I uh, I stayed home for two months. Um, I had I had tried to uh, to do a local job thing that that wasn't going to work out, and. Uh, what I realized, though, was that two months out of the truck began to give me some clarity. And I, I wish, if, if, I, if I had any of this to do over again, there's a couple, three things that I would do. Number one, I would have started from day one with a savings plan. Number two, I would have scheduled rest breaks and I don't mean you know expensive vacations um, you know run really hard for three weeks and then come home and do something meaningful over a couple of three days that completely detaches you from the truck I remember meeting a female BCO one day and she was a really faithful lady and she said to me that I have she said I have to watch out that this truck does not become my God because my entire world revolves around it and it can become the center of my world and um, you know you you go to bed thinking about your truck you wake up thinking about your truck you spend all day thinking about your truck when you're off you're thinking about your truck and I did not with with all of this craziness from 2011 um, having to go learn things the hard way, and then starting in 2013, I had just I had three years of unbelievable stress, and it didn't matter how much money I made, I was never going to overcome the amount of stress that I had put on myself, um, and it was all self-inflicted. You know, I did it; it was me, and so the importance of, of, of mental rest and mental health is as important, maybe even more, uh, than a lot of the physical uh, things that we'll address in our lives. So I had two months off, and it gave me some clarity, and the truck wasn't selling. No one was trying to buy it, so I thought, well, I've got this truck, and it's not going to sell. So on November 27th, I'm sorry, December 27th of 2016, I decided to put the truck back on the road with a little different perspective. I hope you've enjoyed this look at the decade that made me. Be sure to tune in again next week for the next installment of the series. If you have any questions, you can email me at anamericantruckdriver at gmail.com. You can also find me on social media, facebook.com slash anamericantruckdriver, twitter.com slash chrispolk76, and on Instagram, at anamericantruckdriver.